podcast scott and i have 105 years of life we uh live in places with the highest rent in the country i live in orange county he lives in boston i have an mba securities licenses um it doesn't matter right now oh the stock market is crashing it doesn't matter my clients don't care my job is to make them money and by making them money i make myself money I make my wife money and my dad's 87. I make sure that he lives in a safe place in the condo with a bunch of cops around uh, that, you know, his problems are taken care of. This is a role reversal when your parents get older. So I have MBA securities licenses and clients that worth $15 million and above. So what happens when you get money, we were talking about this before the podcast, there's different levels of money. Uh, most of the time, more money that you make, you get more problems. And sometimes for some folks, it's better for them to be middle class or just have enough money to survive because when you get more money, it starts revealing who you truly are. Charlie Sheen, Johnny Depp, right? Both these guys have too much money because of substance abuse problems, because they're drug addicts. And because they're drug addicts, a poor middle-class guy, they hit bottom. They hit bottom, they learn. Because 95% of, pe of people cannot change. Either they don't want to change or they can't change. I've worked hard to learn how to change and adapt. Even if it's not a survival thing, you get more out of life being able to change and being able to adapt to change. We're all changed after the pandemic. We're all changed after World War II, right? We're all changed after the war that's going on with Ukraine, right? So now we know that Russia is in this great power, right? Big, bad Russian army. Now we're like, oh man, go Ukraine, kick their ass. If we fought them, we could kick their ass easily, right? Uh, so, but you, you learn, right? And for us, I've got access to people that are worth 50 million, 20 million, 
some people people keep their personalized guarded. Some people don't. My wife's a psychotherapist. We've been watching crime shows for the last 17 years. And the last really four years of my restaurant, when I owned my restaurant, it wasn't just making sure the restaurant was profitable, making sure that I made payroll and that my employees got paid well so they work well. It turned into sociology. I would watch George Steinbrenner, the owner of the Yankees, come in and sit in the left corner every time. He would have his bodyguard come up, order for him, bring the food back there with him. Sometimes we have a waiter for extra more food. And you just watch him eat. And this is, you know, pre-cell phone era and then cell phone. He would carry, the bodyguard would carry his cell phone in a suitcase, look like. And the bodyguard was sociable. Sometimes he ate, sometimes he didn't eat. He was sociable, talked to people, da 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 but all my rest employees were forbidden to talk to George Steinbrenner. If George Steinbrenner never, I think he called me Josh once or twice, never introduced himself to me. He was like, hey, hey, you're the owner of the Sox. He shook my hand once and I remember him turning his, his head to the, to the left trick his hand. I'm like, what are they doing? Some sort of technique or whatever. And I learned that. that. When you turn your head, I'm exaggerating here for those watching on live stream video, but when you turn your head exaggerate to the left, you're supposed to make yourself, if you do it right, you're supposed to make yourself look warm. I didn't know that. Uh, he second year of the restaurant, I'm bebopping. George Jarman had been there a few times. And this guy introduced himself to me, well-dressed, nice-looking guy. He says, hey, uh, Mr. Steinbrenner uh, referred me to you. And uh, let's sit down next few months, and I'm going to teach you the basics of business and running a business. You can take that one of two ways. You can be insulting. Oh, man, this guy thinks I'm a disaster. Or you humble yourself and listen to this guy and say, I need more education, I need an MBA, you know, whatever. It, how much money does that cost that I got for free, right? Look at it the other way, that I made such a good impression and the man was willing to do something nice for me this way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, again, and I thought the restaurant was doing well. I was making enough money, everybody's getting paid, things were flowing good. I thought I was doing great. I learned that I wasn't. So that's why God gave us uh, two eyes, right? Two ears, one mouth. And I had a great podcast with John Beethan. John Beethan has bought everything I, I ever sold, right? Uh, referred me to some great clients and great companies. Wealthy people, man. Uh, in Costco, every this client John Beethan uh, referred me to, you find him in every single Costco. And we had a great podcast with John Beethan where he says, that when you get to a certain age, you observe, you keep your mouth shut, and you watch things, you observe, you learn. And then it comes down the older you get, 
the less you know and you understand how important fundamentals are. Knowing your surroundings. You have to know your surroundings and the customs of your surroundings. When the cops came to the restaurant in Florida, you gave them free food. You didn't let them pay. Here in California, you see cops paying. It's a different culture. In Florida, cops do not pay. And they give you extra protection. I didn't know that. That's stuff you learn. <laughs> okay? So you always have to keep learning because life keeps changing. So when you see Bob Baffert in the news, you see rich people in the news, part of my job, knowing what goes on with rich people, going to, I'm not a lawyer, but I have to investigate things, I have to research things for my clients, 50 million, 20 million. And if somebody dies and there's you know, a $75 million inheritance on the line, I'm not a state planner, I'm not a state lawyer, but I have to have well-researched questions for my clients who are going through a major tragedy, maybe, that they lost a parent. Some people are happy they lost a parent. I'm not there to judge. I'm there to observe. Are you happy your dad died or did your dad abuse you? And you're happy he's dead and you're happy you're getting your inheritance. You don't know. Don't prejudge. So you always have to keep, as complicated as life is, is right now, you have to keep learning and you have to keep adjusting yourself, right? So that's one of the, every single podcast is a business meeting with a purpose and an outcome. So I gave you really, there's many purposes of the podcast, but I gave you one of the podcast, learning life lessons, learning lessons about crime. Me and my wife have watched, my wife and I have watched uh, 17 years of crime shows, 17 years of investigation discovery, 17 years of true crime. So this podcast gives you things you do not get in normal true crime podcasts. Breaking Bad, right? It's just like Breaking Bad. Really, Breaking Bad, that's what it does. It tells you, uh, Better Call Saul tells you the life of a lawyer. It's maybe how some lawyers really are. Breaking Bad tells you about people get in certain situations and how they get out of their situations, right? Good or bad or indifferent. That's what we focus on here, right? Um, that's the purpose, but we have specific outcomes. Learning about, I'm learning about the horse racing industry. Last year, we gave you two out of three triple crown winners. This year, we did not give you because it was almost impossible to give you the money. But if you watch our Twitter profile, we'll do it again for the preness next week. We gave you 45 to one desert dock out of Nicosia's Arizona, which leads to this podcast, which is the Bob Bafter podcast. Where was Bob Bafter born? Nicosia's Arizona. So that horse coming out of that farm in the Kentucky Oaks at 45 to 1. You got to bet it every day, all day, all the time. Show ticket. Boom, we hit it. Then the podcast, 
that I published yesterday before the Kentucky Derby, we advised that Flavian Pratt had won three times that day. He was going to be on Zandon and to put a trail ticket on Zandon and save the day because none of my other horses hit. Zandon did, though. Hedged it, broke even, and the profit from Desert Dawn stood. So a lot of life license, don't commit two crimes at the same time. Don't go back to the place of a perfect crime. And I'll do a quick recap of all the weeks, but first we're going to get Scott to kind of bring his perspective because it's not on the, you know, I'm on the board of the Orange County Diversity Council. Miss one of the meetings, maybe go back, make sure I'm still on the board. But you learn a lot of lessons with those uh, conferences. And diversity is not just race, not just gender, not just disability just not sexual orientation, gender identity. It's also age and region, mm -hmm. right? Uh, learn a lot from the Yankees on the Scott, about, he's about my age, but he's in the Northeast. I lived two years in Boston, had a great time. But that was 30 years ago, Young, younger. It was uh, really 25 years ago. It's interesting what change up there and will stay the same. But he gets a different perspective. He gets different newspapers. He gets different uh, information up there. Then I don't get down here in companies that make 45% more cash flow are companies that do diversity correct, which is really what's always been in business, which is being pragmatic, where Obama was supposed to be. He wasn't supposed to be too liberal. He wasn't supposed to be too conservative. He was supposed to be pregnant. That's what he sold it. But we actually do that here. So thank you, Scott. And if you can bring perspectives of the whole podcast at this point and where we're at. And then today we're going to discuss Bob Baffert. And if we don't get through it all, because uh, there's a lot of lessons here, a lot. <laughs> that if we don't get through it all, we'll do a part two. So uh, this is this is a very interesting man that we're going to discuss today and maybe in part two. But um, before we connect the dots on all the, the things, if for this sport of horse racing, for you to be successful, you don't necessarily have to win. Right. You have to come out with more money than you put in. Right. And we did right. that on the Kentucky Derby. So I look at that as a success. Um, nobody had an 80 to one horse or hardly anybody. There's, there's people that had it, but they, had, they didn't put the, the research that we did or put in the research that any other podcast out there did. Um, so going through this horse rate, true crimes, we've gone from Mike Gill to George Navarro, right. to the Sherman family, right. Stronich's, to Bob Baffert today. So all of that has one link to it and that is that these these people have been either involved in shortcutting the horse racing industry or have done it themselves so all these dots have connected um 
Bob Baffert bought a horse from George Navarro. George Navarro was prosecuted by the FBI. Right. McGill the indictment. Was, yeah, my, read the indictment to Navarro. Uh, Mike Gill, same thing. Very shady fellow in the horse racing industry. Cheated it. Got caught to a certain extent. Well, he's disappeared, right? But he's, he's disappeared. He's gone. He could be on. He's he's in a desert island someplace, probably uh, remotely. Um, you know, without anybody knowing where he is. There's no body. Except, yes, there's no body. There's no body. And then the other the other thing that we've mentioned is. Oh, numerous times two things is Penn National right and Ocala Florida in this and those those have links to these these people and what they've done so Bob Baffett will just link it even more as Josh said Arizona has a common thread with Bob Baffert and that's where he went to college that's where he's from the west coast of the United States so um, he's he's a highly interesting guy. He is more of the man in my time. I've have had a chance to follow his career throughout his most of his career. So this will be an interesting one that people should really get in, into listening. And, and the thing too, right, is that I don't know about you, Scott, but for me, sadly, uh, but. Truthfully, uh, I am better at reading mm-hmm. for two reasons, right? Uh, in school, when, okay, do a bi- biography and write a report on it. Or, you know, and then read a uh, biography and do a report in front of the class, too. Mine was uh, Will Chamberlain, basketball. <laughs> and then it was reading Sports Illustrated. Yep. Right? I'm a yep. reader personally. Because reading Sports Illustrated and then reading the sports pages. Yep. Yeah. I am as well. I'm a, I'm a very heavy, avid uh, Sports Illustrated when Sporting News was, was huge. Sporting News on that. I'm very big on that. Um, my background is, is coaching basketball, so I'm heavier into the basketball. I read a lot of autobiographies on sports personalities on, you know, presidential figures, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm very in tune with you in terms of reading and, and getting to, to my knowledge through um, what people say in these, in these things and on the internet too, the internet's become a big thing too. So. No, the thing about it, right. With the internet is that, I was lucky that in high school, uh, my high school has 11 guys in the NFL, right? They played in the NFL. When I was there, I, from eighth grade on, competed basketball-wise. These guys were football players, great athletes, with Tom Carter, who won a national title in Notre Dame with Blue Holtz. Now he's the second DeMarie Smith, NFLPA. And William Floyd, who I knew well as well, who I know well. He's the color commentator for Florida State. I'm on Facebook uh, classmate. I'll see him at a reunion. 
uh, you know, follow their careers. So I like following people's career and then yeah. learning. I mean, not as much as George Steinbrenner, but George Steinbrenner bought somebody for somebody that I barely talked to, right? And it, as older I get, the nicer this gesture gets. He didn't know me, barely talked to me, but he seen me at the restaurant. He observed me, right? What I'm talking about. It's, that's why God gave us two ears, two eyes, right? And one mouth. He, instead of, you know, yelling at me or saying this or that or that, he paid for somebody, a business consultant, <laughs> to come in and sit with me and teach me stuff. And me take the notepad out, relax, so I can listen good and learn. And now I do the same thing for as a career. <laughs> Right? Outside of the restaurant industry. And I'm uh, uh, registered with the San Diego court, San Diego court system as an expert. You learn, you observe people's lives. And Bob Baffert, right, has a lot of lessons to learn about his life. In certain mistakes that you see people make you can avoid, and you do that by looking at uh, Bob Baffert and his uh, life lessons. So, uh, Bob Baffert was born January 13th, 1953. He's 69 years old. So he's, he's as old as... Um, he's as old as... Vladimir Putin, who miscalculated going into the Ukraine. When he was 10, his uh, father purchased some quarter horses. And he practiced racing them on a dirt track. In his teens, he worked as a jockey for $100 a day in the informal quarter horse races in the outskirts of New Gallus, Arizona. So that's funny. Most people uh, don't die more than 30 miles away from where they were born. Right? Uh, at 17 years old, 1970, a year before I was born, he got his first race. He won his first race as a jockey. His parents did not let him make money as a jockey. He went and he graduated from the University of Arizona racetrack industry program with a bachelor in science, which is very interesting, right? So this is information that NBC is not sharing. But he got a degree in science. So literally, you can say Bob Baxter is a scientist who did not know, supposedly, We'll give you a spoiler alert. We'll, we'll do some Marquette stuff where you go, you jump ahead. Right? He supposedly did not know was was being injected in the horse. He had no idea, even though he has a science degree, <laughs> right? Again, when you go through this and go through the research, the more research you go through, and it's almost like Madonna says, right? Somebody lies to you, you re-engineer their lie, and you learn more about the truth, right? Because that's that's one of the outcomes. 
purpose it out. You get closer to the truth so you can predict outcome. For us, we make money sports betting and learning how to bet on the horses. My, 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 from my point of view, Elon Musk said you get to the truth and you predict outcome. I don't think, especially me in my position, uh, that you can get to the truth. You can get close to the truth. And then doing that, you got enough to predict outcomes and monetize it, right? I get to the truth of what's going on with teams in the NFL by going to training camp, so on and so forth. So Bob Baffer. So to this point, what are your thoughts, Scott? It's, it's, he has a degree in science. I think that's very pivotal to what, what's been going on. Yeah, that that's hugely pivotal because I think that um... – he knew exactly what he was injecting into the horses. Number one, number two is I think he knows how it was made. He seems like the type of guy where he's going to have, he does his homework on, um, you know, what's going on when he says he has no idea. He's lying through his teeth. He perfectly had every, not like, uh, like, uh, Jason service, right. Yep. And you and I are kind of old that you just listen to somebody. Tell a lot. Let's do it again. All right. Let's listen to this interview with Jason Service. And Jason Service, spoiler alert, will be important when we start talking maximum security in the indictment, right? He's like you said, right? We went uh, overall, Mike Gill, and then the FBI indictment where they got indicted for manufacturing, injecting, and mislabeling uh, drugs. And we know that. Over 600 horses have died that we know of. And one of them is a horse that we won money on 12 to 1 last year, Medina Spirit, that died as a, of a heart attack at four years old with motor yeah. horses lived to 25. Listen to Jason Service, and maybe he has an excuse for not knowing what since I the horses, but does this guy have a degree? We know he doesn't, high school. And there's no way he manufactured, no way he knew how to mislabel. Must left inject the horse. Let's listen to Jason Service. Is. Yeah, yeah, Maximum security. The title of this is Horse Racing Trainer Jason Service Misleads. All right. And, and the one thing you got to know about Jason Service is he's heavily linked to two people in this Navarro, George Navarro, Bob Baffert. He, he's, he's linked to both of these guys. Bob Baffert bought a horse from George Navarro. Bob Baffert learned how to inject horses and stuff from George Navarro, Jason Service. So, or maybe he knew from the beginning because I know maybe he knew from the beginning because of I got it seems his degree. Bob Baffert talking to me. Uh, when we did the podcast last year because the timeline, the prosecutorial timeline, 
Jason Service is in jail. He's going to go to trial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it the same way Seth Fishman went to trial, the very next. And again, NBC, now I'm watching NBC, and almost every segment, other than maybe the fashion segment that I didn't know anything about, every single segment on NBC either was A, a lie, flat out lie, maybe they knew they were lying, maybe they don't, or omission of the truth. Yes. Remember, our job is to get close to the truth so we can predict Zandon as a show horse and we need money and there's no arguing with the wives or uh, <laughs> all this football we're watching, you know, this basketball we're watching, you know, this, right? The, the interview that they did with Baffert was complete uh, hogwash, complete hogwash. Right, right, because, again, elements of crime, right? You got a police person at the crime, motive. This starts because not just one thing. It's not an isolated incident. Again, on the podcast, we give you elements of crime. We're going to put it all together in a really good story. In the episode notes, has links, it has explanations. But then again, we want you to do your own research. We're just pointing out things. It's not one incident. It's a pattern of behavior because of selective prosecution. But selective prosecution gets political. So it's not just that a person committed a crime, that there has to be a willingness to prosecute the crime and certain crimes. Epstein, we don't have to go farther than Epstein, right? Certain crimes you can buy yourself out of the crime. Get out of free jail cards, not free. Get out of jail by paying a lot of money cards, right? And when yeah. you get to a certain level, certain people don't get prosecuted for certain things. And, and also keep in mind, we talked about maximum security before. Be, the week of Kentucky Derby, that horse failed a drug test. Right. And they allowed you know, that they horse. That's what got these guys popped, in my opinion, right? Yep. Because yep. Kirshner wanted a $2 billion for his hedge fund, for his, his investments, which a lot of, which a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, he shouldn't have paid, uh, you know, uh, he shouldn't have paid $2 billion to become part of the hedge fund, right? Because Kirshner is broke. <laughs> he looks yeah. good. He comes from a good pedigree. Well-connected, but he's broke as a right. joke. Right. So you right. don't give somebody who's broke $2 billion to invest. That's when the Saudi government seems like I said, Jared, you can't let these guys win $20 million twice, right? Yep. Can't let them win $2 billion twice. So that's why you don't go back to the scene of the perfect crime because this time they tested it, found out maximum security was spiked. But that's a spoiler. We'll get to it, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The biography of Bob Baffert. Yep. So, graduates from the University of Arizona with a Bachelor of Science. So, what we're saying with that he has a, a degree in science is that he cannot, well, he can, right? But we, we're skeptical of the, the ignorance 
he has with a science degree of all things about the chemistry involved. And again, remember, he has a nice basis for a conversation because you know he likes to converse with rich people, right? With owners, Zaid and all that. He has a good basis for a conversation with Barry Sherman, mm -hmm. right? One of the few murders that basically is the murder that we're investigating here through articles, right? Being internet sleuths investigating the murder, but for purposes of picking the right horses. So he has a good basis to talk to Barry Sherman, right? <laughs> and he's connected to Barry Sherman. It's very, it's very highly unlikely that he hasn't had drinks, was not at a party with the Stronish family and Barry Sherman. I, was was I wasn't there. <laughs> I'll leave running. Same way I left the Bad Boys Farm in California, Florida, when I delivered food there. So he gets married. See, this is another thing here. He gets married. I think it's central to the story here. At the age of twenty, and I think that's too young. I think that was too young for Bob. Yep. He causes some problems later. Uh, his first winner was Philip uh, Star at Rialto Park in January 28, 1979, back from Moosey, California, and worked at Los Alamitos, mm -hmm. which he switched to training thoroughbreds in 1991, right? The year after I graduated from high school, William Floyd goes to Florida State that year and wins the national title. With Bobby Bowden, the Florida State criminals. It's another story. But he got his big break in 1992 with his first Breeders' Cup race with uh, 30. Let's see here. 30, 30 sleuths. 30 sleuths. Yeah. yeah. He, he established his early reputation with less expensive horses. Bought for $16,000, $17,000. With fellow trainer, D. Wayne Lucas, attributed Bosford's success to his extraordinary eye for a good horse and his, his management ability in finding the right opportunity for his charge. What do you think, Scott, here at this point? So he gets out of, he, he goes to Arizona, gets married early. Right. Has has a great deal of success right from the right from the start, basically. So he's he's been around success. I don't believe D. Wayne Lucas when he says he has a good eye for horses. I, I believe that his training style lends to success. I, I think he's a good trainer. I think he uh take a take away all that the what happened last year. Good trainer. Yeah, gets the most from his horses, uh, gets good jockeys on the mount for the horses um, and has good people working on his horses. So he, he surrounds himself with very knowledgeable horse racing people. And that's what you have to do when you're young. You have to, in any line of work, you have to align yourself with very, very good people. If you're young that know the game and know how to train horses at the highest levels. And that's what Bafford has done since day one is he's trained has has gotten horses at the highest level 
that have been really good athletes in terms of the horse horse racing game. So that that's what I think. He, I don't I don't think he has an eye for good horses. I think he gets suggested by people close to him. Hey, this is a horse you need to train. This is a horse you need to to take on and run because he's a very good style. He can he's a stallion. He runs. He's a very athletic, good athletic horse that's a stallion. So and that's what he does. I mean, you look. He's top of the line horses throughout his whole career. That's why he's won so many triple crown races. That's why he's won a couple of triple crowns overall. That's why he's won a lot of breeders cups because he gets really good horses. It's not a coincidence that he's won so many races. It's his right, so style. Quantify that because, you know, as an NBA, we got a business. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. He, he, they're not. The business part of the horse racing industry, they are not explaining it on NBC here. Yes. Agreed. Totally agree. It's not that you can go buy a horse tomorrow and make some money or this and that, but it's it the details of the story, the richness of the story, where you learn, right? Like watching Better Call Saul or whatever, Breaking Bad. You learn. So you don't make the same mistakes. And you can predict outcomes, right? To to make money or get yourself out of trouble. Yep. So, Bob Baffert, up to this point, has made $317 million. Quarter of a billion dollars racing horses. And quarter of a billion dollars is very interesting because you look at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, renovations to the Churchill Downs, $200 million. The handle. To, I don't know about this year. Last year was $200 million. I'll look it up to handle handle for this year's uh, Kentucky Derby. The payout was a lot less this year because he had an 80-1 horse win. And I think the payout was only like $5 million. Where usually sometimes it's up to $50 million or it's a favorite win, whatever. Uh, it wasn't. So Churchill Downs probably made over $200 million on the Kentucky Derby. They put it in the box. That's a lot of money, right? It goes back. Remember the business consultant George Scheinbrenner sent to me for free, right? So I could learn business. Didn't stop there. I got my MBA after. Uh, so the hand, the the handle on this year's Kentucky Derby was two hundred and seventy three point eight million, up seventeen, up seventeen percent from last year. So. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And they said last year was going to be a lot because the pandemic was still on. Yep. $273 million. And how much was the payout? Uh, let me see if I can find what the payout was. Oh, about margins. Margins was actually taught to me by Malcolm Bleacher, the owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, this is where I start watching and I start questioning, right? Because I, that's my job, right? Uh, somebody $50 million, $50 million, something goes south, they go drops. I don't know. I don't necessarily want to hire a private investigator, but I need like a forensic 
need a private investigator, somebody to specifically go there, and I need like a forensic audit guy. Can you do that, Josh? And since it's just me and I own three businesses, the answer is always yes. If I can't do it, I can find somebody who can. And I'm responsible for everything. I take on all the liability. So my mind's kind of triggered differently. So when you see certain things, you're like, whoa, maybe there needs to be a little bit more investigation. So uh, Bob Baffert is bebopping along here. He has one Kentucky Derby winner, right? War emblem in 2002. Actually has three, Silver Charm, 1997, Real Quiet, 1998, right? 1998, if you look at our prosecutorial timeline, 2002 War Emblem. 2002, big year for Bob Baffert. Bob Baffert had four children, right? With the wife he married in his 20s. 2002, he meets a large-breasted blonde lady, uh, divorces his wife, and marries her. He already has four kids, your grown kids, in 2002. Yeah. And he was the uh, Kentucky Derby, right? Lucky year. Wife number two says, hey, I want our own kid with our own bloodline. Cynical me, jaded me. Wife's a psychotherapist. She does marriage counseling. She probably wants a kid to secure the money. So what happens when people get divorced? One of my jobs, because I have to work to get myself through college was credit granting with people for low credit, but had a lot of cash flow. And you look through their history and what was the damage to this doctor, this high-flying lawyer or whatever, they got divorced. Or you see that there's a birth. Okay, this guy's married. You're looking at the poor, but he had a birth. These are the Equifax stuff that people don't get. This is business Equifax that normal people can't get to unless you're in a business. It shows a birth, but he's still married. Then after the birth, you see a divorce, then married, you look it up, he married the secretary. Do it two or three times, each time you get divorced, money flies out the window because you have to pay for the divorce, alimony, uh, private school for the kids, all kinds to get less money. I'm thinking this will happen about bathroom. 2002, which explains, right, as we go through the prosecutorial timeline, or just sports fans understanding, getting as close as we can to the truth, understanding with published reports. I'm actually going to do some reporting on this, some citizen reporting like uh, Elon Musk is talking about Twitter. Talk to some people. We got some number, talk to some people, give me some insight. But as I went through this last year, we got some insight that I'll look up to uh, somebody who wrote in. So we'll stop at a 2002, what he, at this point, get Scott's endpoint. 2002, Warren gets divorced, 
2004 kind of sparked me, right? Like it's almost like watching that Equifax report. He has yeah. a new kid with the blonde. Again, life lessons. This point, 20 years ago, he's our age, right? He's 50 years old. He's exactly my age. Mm-hmm. Middle, right? I don't know. Middle age crisis gets divorced. Younger, blonde. From what you know about life and what you've seen so far at this point, what are your thoughts about Bob Baffert? At this time, he had won uh, three or four Kentucky Derbies at this point. Well, if his middle age crisis happened at 50, I'm set then because I'm 51. So, um, it's highly again, successful. He's about to go into a little bit of a swoon in terms of winning Derby, Kentucky Derbies and stuff like that. But tasted success very early on. You know, sometimes when guys do that, they think they're bulletproof. And maybe he thinks he's bulletproof. Maybe, you know, he has, um, you know, he has a marriage. He has kids. Um, you know, the kids are, are going to, to high-level private schools. They're going to, you know, wherever. Um, Is there he finds it. Yeah, he, he, you know, so he's got his, his bankroll. The other kids have to go through college. So I remember when the yep. one was born, one of his kids was going to Penn State. Yep. Penn State costs $60,000 a month. Right. So the bankroll's built up. He's got he's got a nice little uh, bankroll in his, his account. Um, you know, he could, you know, kids come to him and say, hey, Dad, I want to go to Penn State. Okay, send you to Penn State. I'll pay the bill. Sends a check off. They're all set. So to me, what the horse racing game has done for Bob Baffert to this point has allowed him to let his kids and let his himself live out the life that he thought he could never have when he when he was going to college, make a lot of money, millions of dollars, get involved with the right and wrong people. Don't forget, he's gotten he, you get involved with both sides of the, the fence, right people and wrong people. And this is probably the time where, you know, uh, Gil starts entering the picture, George Navarro starts entering the picture, a, a Jason Service starts entering the picture for him and, and gets him on that road. So um, Bob Baffert, I've always looked at as probably the top trainer in horse racing, always since the first days that I've, I've followed horse racing. So all this stuff, pretends to him being the top trainer in horse racing because he only takes on stallion horses. And as Josh just read, that shows in Breeders' Cup wins, Kentucky Derby wins, um, United UAE events that he goes over and does. Um, and don't forget the Kentucky Derby handle and the prize money was a lot less in 2002 than it is now. Right now, I just read three million dollars was the purse to the to the horses. One point eight million was for the winner. Back in two thousand two, it was probably what maybe seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, probably something in that it ballpark area. So you know, he his much much more higher purse winnings came within the last decade. But he's a good trainer. You know, he's a good good horse man so to speak he spent his career in horse racing up to that point and as we, we go on toward him so 
he's very he's very knowledgeable in terms of how to get horses to win races. So that's my thoughts on him. Right. So that's 2002, right? He gets divorced, gets remarried, has a new kid. He has to pay private school for. He still has to pay for the other kids. He's still paying alimony. And then life lesson we get taught by our moms, right? Don't hang out with the bad kids in school. Yeah. Yep. In business and life, they say you are the average of the five people around you. And, and to that end, what you just said about his, you know, divorce and remarry again, that, that leads me to believe that his personal life was not on, and was not on steady ground. He, he, he didn't trust or he didn't believe in. Was the big boob blonde the first woman he cheated on his wife with? Yeah. We don't know. But we would bet it wasn't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It cost them money. Women know they have the instinct. His kids know, you know. Yep. What is, what what are his kids learn about cheating? Yeah. We watched dad do it. We can do right. it. Right. You so know, get successful and this was where I pay a little bit more attention to Bob Biafra. American Pharaoh. Yep. American Pharaoh is owned by Ahmed Zaid. And I'm just around, you know, asking my father-in-law, oh, let's pick this race. Da, da, da. And after the race, Zaid says, I did not win this race for myself. <laughs> I did not win this race. I love you, people. I love you, people. I did this for the people. I did this for you. I'm like, whoa, what is going on? How far gone? Right? How far gone? They're saying Putin's district for reality. That anybody would believe this. And then when you get into this, if Zaid offered me a million dollars, I said, Josh, you got a securities license that clients that work million dollars. Here's a million dollars. I'm going to transfer legally, and I want you to help me invest this money. Based on what I'm going to tell you right now, from published reports, the answer would be no, because it's better to fire clients. You make more money firing clients when you're good. Then you do getting clients. That's what people, oh, you got a prospect. You got to go out and meet people. Make, after a while, I'm lucky, blessed, I get referrals. But the people they refer you to, you ask, what happened to your last wealth manager? Why'd you fire? Oh, the guy made me, you know, 120% and I want 140%. Well, you know what? 120% was good. This guy was doing a good job for you. So you're going to fire me, give me a hard time, da, da, da. don't take that person on his corner. Right. I don't know if Bob Baffert uh, got the value for winning the Kentucky. I'm sure he got paid, but the guy he was dealing with has caused some problems because it's a pattern of behavior, not just one event. It's a pattern of events that it gets to the point, even if people want to help you, they can't because your pattern is too dangerous. And NBC didn't say anything about this. 
Not at all. Not you worry about life because people with patterns come into your life. That's why I encourage anybody to get married, get the credit report, check criminal history, check all that. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're not going to marry the person, but you have all that information. Is this person want to change? This person willing to, or are they capable of changing? Yeah. And a drug charge. Was it because they were in Florida and they were there? Or was it because they were in New York and they were selling the drugs? Has this person told you this to this point or did you have to find it in the report, right? And that's something I have to go through. But again, life lessons, always do your research. So researching Zaid, rich guy, Zaid was born in Egypt, right? Zaid's fables. And remember, he, he wins this in 2015, right? American Pharaoh. Yep. In 2005, he owns about 200 horses. And in 2006, he made $4.6 million. Now, we know folks from Egypt, they have to kick up to their family, right? kick up to the kingdom doesn't matter you live in russia and you make 4.5 million dollars you have to kick up to the kingdom or else they go kill all your whole yep or find go find you in russia so he's not keeping all this money right uh he's a he's a christian he, you know egyptian guy uh he has business with Jews, which is a big deal, right? It's a big decision he makes in in the Islamic world, either Christian or Muslim. And most people are in the middle somewhere, don't care. About 10% on each side care and will kill you. They want to know where they Some people actually come up to me. Are you Muslim or are you Christian? I'm like, why are you asking me? I'll tell you. But why are you asking me? Oh, because you have... Arab features. I'm like, oh well. Uh, I checked my DNA. <laughs> I'm two percent Middle Eastern. The rest is Spanish and African, and I'm agnostic. My family's Christian, and none of that means anything. So, but. You have to differ differentiate your Zaid and your Egyptian. So in 2009, Zaid gets indicted his relationship with the Jelinski family. Who are the Jelinski family? Michael Jeffrey Zelinski pleaded guilty to multiple felonies, but relevant to Zaid was illegal bookmaking and trying to uh, fix horse races in California and Kentucky. This is 2009. He wins the Kentucky Derby with Bob Baffert in 2015. Why is Bob Baffert doing business with him? And not just Bob Baffert, he has done business with Todd Fletcher, Pletcher. The Fletcher said that he'll never uh, train a horse for him ever again. 
it's some other people. So Fletcher saying he won't train horses with him. Why is Bob So I, I wonder if he has Baffert signed into a, like a 10-year contract. Right. I, I wonder because maybe he had a bad experience with Fletcher, but he really liked him and the way he trained the horse. So I wonder if he said, I'll go to the next trainer, which is Bob Baffert, but I'll sign him to a 10-year contract and I'll I'll overpay because I know Baffert's going to return my investment tenfold or 20-fold, whatever. So I wonder if that's why Baffert is still with this guy because he signed a long-term contract with like a 10-year contract to train his horses. So in 2014, Zaid money launders through a gambling website in Costa Rica. Costa Rica again, right? Where um, Navarro wants to get indicted to, wants to get extra extradited to, all right? So he, he loaned money to the, the Jelinskis, and then he loaned money to Ravinsky. And this case was adjudicated in one of our favorite places, the home of Jason Service, Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> right. So Rubinsky had an illegal betting operation. Now, am I wrong? Wasn't Polly running an illegal uh, <laughs> betting operation as a product? And it's a, the Direct evidence, right? So we talk about the rules of evidence and I'll make sure we have it on the website. So evidence for purposes, of, I'm not a lawyer, right? But in my experiences, evidence, you got direct evidence. Something you see with your two eyes. That's direct evidence. Eyewitness testimony is bad. So you need video. Video has to be contemporaneous and has to be corroborated by two or more people. You're better off, life's lessons, with two or more people corroborating what's on the video. Documentation, then again, it's contemporaneous and corroborated by two or more people. Read your emails. Listening and observing is reading an email to the end, especially a business. I even do it when I do understand. But if I don't understand a business email, I read it two or three times. I print it out because I'm old. I highlight it. And then I'll call the person and go through the email. Preferably, if it's really a $50 million client, $20 million client, I have Anna come in. Oh, what are you doing? Hey, help me with this. The business thing, right? Yeah. I want you to sit on this phone call and make sure I understand. And make sure the other person understands. Yep. Okay. So you don't have uh, a miscommunication. So Zaid does this in 2014. Then Bob Baffert gets involved with this horse in 2015. Uh, and American Pharaoh won what? Two legs of the Triple Crown? Yeah, I think he lost out on the third leg by like a, uh, a nose or something. He was close. <laughs> but again, that goes back to top horses Bob Baffert trains. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody, so what happened was that everybody 
end up end up going to jail. Except for Bob Shaft. But Bob Shaft has to give up some money. And I guess this is going to be two part because we'll stop it here, right? And I think it's a good time to stop it before yeah. we go from 2015 to now. Because for a guy that old, hey, when I'm Bob Baffert's age, you know, I'm 62, I don't want this much stuff going on between 60, 62 and 69 years old. Where most people were supposed to retire at 65. Bob Baffert has a lot of things going on. And in my humble opinion, let me know, Scott, uh, two part things. We'll get your closing and we'll get your answer to this. Yeah. Is the fact that Bob Baffert has so much problems between 2015 and now because he started a whole new life with a whole new woman and a whole new thing, and he had to pay for life number one. Yeah, it certainly it certainly is number one um, off the track. Um, number two is is that on the track he's been more successful in this part of his career than he was in his you know he was successful in the early part of his career, but. This is 2015 is where he started to win Triple Crown, uh, stakes races, Kentucky Derby, stuff like that. But off the track, yeah, he, life one is, is coming back to haunt him into life two. The evidence we have for the testing of the horses, linking yeah. more success, yeah. makes it questionable. So, Right, and how and – how, uh, how long has he been doing it? That's the other question. How, how long has he been doing it? Is, has it been since 2015? Because of this? Yeah. I mean, you could connect the dots with him. He's another guy that's open. Yeah, he's another guy that's out there. And he, he's, you know, it's all in black. It's, it's out there. It, it really is. Just look at his career. Look at his, his uh, last few years. Um, you know, how long has he been spiking horses? Could, could it have gone back to American Pharaoh and he just started spiking them and then he, he got more and more involved in it because the Shermans were still around in 2015. So did he have all these drugs on hand from the Shermans? So, we'll, you know, that's something else that, that needs to be uh, delved into. But um, Right. Yeah, and we, and we can do that. But the point I want to make is uh, separating the morality out. Right. Separating what you learned out of it. Yeah. I'm not saying don't divorce your wife. I'm not saying don't cheat on your wife. I'm not saying start a second life. But understand the consequences of doing that and how things can go south because of it. About, you know, yeah, my wife went to therapy, whatever she. He tells it, don't leave the guy now. Do it a little bit at a time. Six months, right? Plan your financial life. Get out your legal stuff in order. Because that leads to a big problem, right? Big problem with sports betting. Impulsivity. You see a line, oh, I'm going to pound that line da, 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 without doing your research. You do your research, you might come up with a different outcome. You might see the same. Boom, you're involved with girl number two, and you get impulsive. Oh, let's get a divorce. Da, da, da. The woman's pressuring you. She's younger. She's a reporter. Blah, blah, blah. 
suddenly you have a young kid. Uh, the sex thing in a part of a woman's brain lasts around two years. So now the kid's five, six, going to private school. Things aren't the same. The sparks aren't the same. But when boom, it happened in 2002, the question is, do you start taking chance? And keep in mind, he's got a lot more pressures off the track than, uh, than you think of. Kids going to college. Kids going to private school. Divorce. Remarried right. again. Um you know, training these horses. There's a lot of pressure on the guy. It's not just, and I the, bought a horse, I'm entering him. Yeah, but you say, oh, he's a jerk. He doesn't care about things. He cares about his family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what every man, does. every man does. He likes to party. He likes to hang out. If he's cheated on his wife, number one, he married maybe too early, right? You guys yep. say he married her too early. And he's been miserable for years. You can't blame the guy. He just wants to be happy. But especially what he's dealing with, and another curse he has is that he's very callous. Yeah, yeah, that creates a lot of a lot of problems. When when you think of horse racing now, you think of very few trainers: Pletcher, Baffert, Brad Cox, Steve Asmussen. Now, but those four right. trainers, those are the top four in the game. Dwayne Lucas is still in it, but his day is out yeah. gone. He doesn't do anything. He can barely talk on there. He seems like he has all the time. Exactly. So those are the top four trainers. And if you are you buy a horse as an owner, who do you want training them? One right. of those four guys, because those guys get the best out of these horses. So he has a lot of pressure on him. You know, we've already discussed that. But, you know, the man is good. He's talented. No matter what you think of him, no matter what he's done, the man is talented. The man knows what he's doing, but he's he took a shortcut. And how long has he been taking shortcuts for him? That's that's to be known. So. If you're in that situation, if I'm in that situation, what you do, I'm under this pressure, is you get help. You go to yep. the therapist. Yep. Funny you get therapist, it's not easy. Go for a fight. Go to a therapist. Get help. Yep. Uh, diversify your business. Don't just be a trainer. Right? Go right. on NBC and be a commentator. Make money that way. Exactly. Hang out with Zaid because I don't care if you won, almost won the Triple Crown with Zaid. His relationship with Zaid uh, is a red flag. Mm -hmm. No question. No question. Zaid was committing major fraud crimes in 2005. There was, you know, federal indictments uh, in the news. Bob Baffert had to know. Bob, I mean, mm -hmm. he claimed ignorance about the horses, but he couldn't claim that he's working with, right? Application, right? They ask you, have you been convicted of a felon? Yeah. You have to put on the application before you get a job. Do you can because that that's a, doesn't say everything. I have some of my best friends are convicted felons. They're nice to me. They might not be nice to anybody else, but to me, to my family, to my wife, they're nice. Yep. yep. They have integrity and I trust them. Other convicted felons, if they come to my door, I get my nine, and I'm going to shoot them right away. <laughs> <laughs> Different people, right? But if I don't know someone and they committed major crimes, major crimes embezzling money, major crimes money laundering, 
and setting up illegal gambling operations, paying people to set up illegal gambling operations, and they own horses. Let me ask you, Scott, are you, Bob Baffert, successful Bob Baffert, going to do business with this guy? No. 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 Besides, we're stopping this in 2015. Besides anything he's done from this point, do you take that risk? No. I don't. This other owners, man. Listen, I'm an animal. I love animals. Okay. I, I, I totally love animals. I totally, I donate to, to animal rescue funds and everything else. Yeah, so I will tell you this. Okay. What, if my horse retires, I don't want my horse dying a year after it retires because it has a heart attack for being, getting spiked up. I want my animal to enjoy its rest of its life. Just like a person, you know, enjoy the rest of your life, get into retirement, go graze out, do whatever with this guy. You have no idea if he's spiking horses so he can make an extra million dollars off the horse. You have no idea if they're doing it. Okay. So as you said, you got to do your research. I would rather have, if I'm bringing in the horse racing business, Fletcher, Cox, Asmussen, one of those three training my horses. That's what I want. If I want. For me, it'll be maybe somebody unknown who's been getting cheated, right? Like the rich strike people and then never been given the opportunity. Yeah, oh, you're gonna give me an opportunity. Okay, I have a shot now. Yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. That's like that. That's yep. So, uh, this is another thing. We'll close with this. Just because somebody is older, has money, is a genius. Like this guy's a genius horse trainer. Does not mean they won't do something incredibly. Stupid that our parents taught us when we were young. Don't hang out with bad people. Yep. Not a moral thing. It says that this person can get you real trouble. For his yep. it's causing a pattern. Yep. So all this like George Steinbrenner did for me is free. All these lessons are for free. Mm-hmm. William in in, in um, I want to say William Shakespeare because a lot of this really sounds like a Shakespearean play, but it's real life, right? But it's Winston Churchill said, "You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give." Next week we do Bob Baffert twenty. 15 to 2022. Thank you for listening. ESPC Podcast Network. Let's stream down. All right, on the podcast, we did not promote something that's not proven, not habit forming. It does not, it cannot produce a habit. All right. So, via him company. Is a company that makes award-winning products that you can actually feel. What makes Via Hemp so special is that you can take different parts of the hemp plant to promote different effects. So you don't have to toss and turn. Thinking about business at night, you can sleep. During the day, you can focus. Pain relief, right? Natural pain relief that makes them into a craft products, right? 
with different wellness benefits throughout the day. So whether you want to try your hemp products by Gummy, Tropical, uh, Tincture, or they have the right products for you, take their Cloud 9 Spectrum Gummies. And also, they are legit and legal in all 50 states. These gummies are perfect for providing effects of normal everyday euphoria. My favorite for daytime is Flow State CBG gummy because it helps me improve my focus during meetings, reading contracts, and also for nighttime. So I don't toss and turn like I said. Dreams CBN plus Delta gummies, Delta 8 gummy to help me fall asleep. So improve your daily routine with Via Hemp Company. Visit V I I A H E as an echo M P as in Papa C as in Charlie O dot com and use Bet 15 for 50% off your first order or try them out and see how they work. Again, at V as in victory, I as in India, I as in India, A as in Alpha, H as in Hotel, E as in Echo, M for Mary, P for Papa, dot com. Let's see how you like it. Let me know. Things.